If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from DC and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. A very special Game 7 edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast going down in the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. I thought this would be a good time to do a pod because it is a Game 7. And here to break it down with me are my main guys. First, it's guys on the East Coast, the man that does it both on and off the court. It's Scott Studio, right, Shell? Scott, what's going on, my man? Doing pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, the Celtics kicked my ass last night. We'll get into that in a bit. Besides that, we got a game seven, which is nice. Yep. Besides that, we had a competitive game for once, which is nice. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, let's just say I didn't exactly have a great game. I live bet the Celtics as well at the end of the third quarter. I like plus 140. I thought I was home free when Derek White hit that three-pointer in the corner. Yeah. Then Lowry came down, hit that big shot, and then once Brown missed the two free throws, I kind of figured it was a wrap at that point. I know it was technically a tie game, but you could tell that the air kind of got sucked out of the building when he missed those two. Props to Miami. I'm sure we're going to talk about game six at length, so I'll save yeah. some long-term opinions on that game. But overall, the Celtics, they let me down, and Terrell tried to warn me for about seven months. <laughs> And also joining us, the man that hit the Grand Slam yesterday. He he believed. He stayed true to his word. He said that the Boston Celtics are going to let you down when you least expect it. And he capitalized on the opportunity. It's the villain, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this morning, my man? Yeah, uh, I'm doing really good here. Uh, the The Boston Celtics didn't let me down. Boston Celtics did exactly what I thought they do. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was scared when Darren White hit that three, but I knew that that was the ultimate moment and that if there was ever a moment to double down on, on the Miami Heat, it was that moment right there. And, you know, Kyle Lowry came up big for me and Jimmy Butler did hit Jimmy things. And towards that last uh, few minutes, and we had a good, we had a good run. So you know, some people are <laughs> upset how their outcome went, but my my outcome was pretty good, plus three twenty five in the bank. And it it, I mean, it two of the three wins Miami had have been the highest dogs that they've been this whole time. So it was a great, it was a great win, and we're gonna look to go do it again. Uh, yep. As Paul Westhead said. 
Uh, fuck Boston. How do you sabotage <laughs> a Derek White masterpiece? That's all I want to know. How do you sabotage that? <laughs> By yeah. doing what Boston does. He had the dad energy uh, last night. But <clears throat> yeah, so last night, obviously, Miami gets the victory 111, 103. Uh, we'll recap our picks here real quickly, then we'll uh, dive into the game. Um, can, we, can we only recap Terrell's picks? All right, we'll recap Terrell's picks. Uh, yeah. Terrell had sounds pretty the, good. The I, I over, like that. let's do that. We he, he had the over as his lock at two hundred one, and also as his dog, uh, he had the Heat money line at a very very nice price at plus three twenty five. Uh, as my dog, I had taken the over two hundred four and a half at plus odds. Needed one more basket from Boston to get uh, my push on the lock, but that didn't come into fruition. But, um, yeah, Terrell was the hero last night, carrying the squad uh, to a – overall, it was a profitable night between all three of us. But, Scott, I, I know you did nothing for that, but yeah, uh, technically I mean, it was a profitable night. No, you had a great – you've been having a great week. You know, e- even uh, – even the greatest cappers have a slow night. And I think that was, that was you last night, but Hey, there's still plenty of basketball left uh, with game seven and the NBA finals right around the corner, starting next Thursday. But yeah, last time you guys mentioned it, Jimmy Butler, a huge night for the Miami heat, 47 points, nine rebounds and eight assists, a near triple double for Jimmy Butler, 16 of 29 from the floor. He hit four out of his eight, three point shots, a perfect 11, 11, from the floor and Kyle Lowry, I don't think there's an argument, probably his best game or is it was his best game last night of the NBA playoffs. He finished up with 18 points, 10 dimes. He played 37 minutes, five of 14 from the field, hit some clutch three pointers, four of nine from a three point range and four of four from um, the free throw line. And like, you know, Scott, you mentioned what uh, Derek white had an absolutely fantastic game is probably the best uh, playoff game as well. He played 33 minutes, for the Boston Celtics, finish up seven of 14 from the floor, four of seven from three point land, 22 points, five assists, and three steals. Um, Scott, let me start with you. Uh, I know you have been on uh, Boston throughout this series. Um, another heroic effort from Jimmy Butler, but do you have any takeaways, at least from this game, uh, about what happened last night in Miami's victory? My main takeaway for me personally was that I underestimated either how healthy Jimmy Butler was or I overreacted to him being awful for three games in a row. I'm not really sure how to break it down, but Jimmy Butler had one of the best playoff games I've ever seen, and there was really no other way to put it. I'm fully aware that Jimmy Butler is a dog. So it wasn't me having oh, no okay. faith in him. Oh. But from what I saw, it seemed like he was at roughly 50% for the last couple of games. Sure. And I assumed he would show up. But showing up on one knee usually gets you a max of like 20 points. 47 was not exactly in the cards for me. <laughs> yeah. So that was not something that I expected. Also, just not, with 9 and 8, with efficiency, 4 for 8 from 3, he really did everything. He had... Four steals, five steals. Four. I remember yeah. it feud four. Mm-hmm. Lowry was also surprising. So the main thing that happened was just me, I guess, assuming Miami was too injured to actually compete and they showed up and they played well. But we talked about Boston throughout the entire season and how they've had issues closing games. And I figured that it wouldn't matter because Miami's offense wouldn't be able to do enough with Butler and Lowry probably putting up a combined 30 points. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. But assuming that did happen, then it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So I guess my main takeaway was that Boston had a great chance to 
end the series at home, and they even managed to claw their way back just to give the fans some false hope. And now you're going back to Miami. And I think the main takeaway that I have for Boston in particular, I'm really not sure if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are fully ready to take games over late down the stretch on a regular basis. We saw it in game six against Milwaukee Mm -hmm. where Tatum had his 40 plus piece. I believe he had 46 in that game. But when it comes down to Jalen Brown at the free throw line or Jalen Brown taking a three-pointer or even Tatum trying to ISO the top of the key, why does it always seem like Marcus Smart needs to make a big shot when the game's on the line? Have you noticed that? It always feels that way. Yeah, and Marcus Smart... I kind of want Tatum and Brown to be more efficient and Mm -hmm. more aggressive down the stretch. And I understand the idea of making the right basketball play Mm-hmm. But when Marcus Smart's basically two for 15, stop passing him the ball. Yeah, even if you look at it last night in the stat box, uh, Jason Tatum only got up 12 shots. He was 9 of 12. He was having a great game. He played 45 of the 48 minutes last night for Boston. And I agree that down the stretch in clutch time that only Jason Tatum should have the ball in his hand because, again, he is a guy that can get to the basket at well. He can score from any uh, spot of the floor as well. But... He finished up with 30 points last night, nine rebounds, four assists, and I agree with you that he's the one that he should he should have the ball down the stretch, trying to close it out, trying to advance to the NBA Finals. But again, Jason Tatum last night, despite having the great offensive numbers, he also had seven turnovers in the game last night as well uh, for the Boston Celtics. Um, Terrell, let me kick it to you here. You had the Miami Heat money line. Uh, what were your takeaways from this game, and did you see – I guess I don't think a lot of people saw this type of game coming from Jimmy Butler. I think that people were going to expect him to come out and give it their all, and he comes out and drops a 47-piece. But what are your thoughts on this game? Oh, well, to me, I'm fine with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum not realizing that, you know, they're probably two of the best players on the court. Talent, you know, ceiling-wise, uh, in the whole series, especially down late last minute, I'm fine with a two and fifteen. Marcus Smart taking the last shot because you know that's what Boston does. Boston just finds way to Boston things up every now and then. And for the Miami Heat, I think that injuries play play a part in what how we've seen them the past couple of games. But ultimately, I just think that, you know, they had their stretch. We've seen this over the course of the season where the Miami Heat have had their stretches where they just couldn't buy a win, couldn't be competitive. They went a stretch of three games, losing to the 76ers, the Warriors, and the Magic, all three without their best players. Didn't they lose to the Knicks as well? Uh, Was the Knicks in that stretch? They might have been in that stretch as well. I don't know. but I just remember those three that it was the 76ers, Warriors, and Orlando that they were missing star guys and they couldn't buy a win. And so they always typically go through that stretch. It's just how long was that stretch going to last? I didn't think that they'd let Boston get the three in a row on them. And that's why I was so heavy. I didn't, I couldn't see Boston winning three in a row on the Miami Heat at that point in time, especially with the things that they've showed me in a couple of other games. And is Kyle Lowry came up big. He, bounced back from his one on the stat sheet the other day and, you know, filled it up and got you a double-double. And now going into game seven is going to be interesting and seeing what are the adjustments that Boston makes, what what will be Eric Spolster's response. You know, Kyle Lowry has championship blood in his DNA, unfortunately, 
and he knows what it takes to close games out and to be on a championship roster that doesn't want to go home in a game seven. He has that. He knows what it's like, unfortunately, (laughs) but that's a great addition in for Miami. That's a great ad for Miami. He's really doing everything that they thought they do when this time came in the off season. And so we'll see, we'll see if Bam can get going in that last game, if that will help increase anything. Tyler Hero may be back for that last game and, here we go. Another situation where boss is going to try to win three in a row in Miami. Yeah. Um, I think that last night, obviously it was Jimmy Butler and uh, Kyle Lowry, like we talked about, but I think this is going to have to be a game in game seven where Bam is just, he's going to have to step up. He's going to have to get in that range of scoring at least 15 points in my eyes. I know Jimmy Butler could probably go out and do what he did again uh, in game seven, it could, because if you guys watched that post game interview, uh, right when the game was done, it looked like to me that Jimmy Butler was ready to play another 48 minutes, uh, uh, right after the conclusion of that game. But again, did I you, think that did you hear the quote, what do you say? So somebody thought they saw him say something to the Celtics as the game was over and they were walking off the court and it seemed like Butler said, you're in trouble now. And somebody asked, Bower, if that's exactly what he said. And he said, yeah, I said that. So he's talking a little smack. You know, you can, you can do that when you he's go for spawn, 47, nine and eight. Michael Jordan. But, we didn't respond to Michael Jordan. It's that's what I'm saying. You want to do so, that. So, you know, yeah. um, I know his dad is looking down on him. Very proud. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, again, incredible game last night. I think we also got to give flowers to Victor Elodipo. Um, you know, Shout he out played- to Struce. Oh yeah. He finally snapped out of it. He, he hit the incredible three point shot. That had no chance of going in, but then he, he started oozing confidence and he hit, I think, two more after that that really uh, propelled Miami to you know create some separation down that stretch. But um, yeah, I think that, again, defensively, it was a great team effort by the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, we're on to game seven here, but you guys have any other takeaways from uh, game six before we get to game seven? Scott? I do. You mentioned yeah. the key for game seven is going to be out of bio, and I yeah. agree, which is going to segue me into the development that happened in the late stages of the fourth quarter for the Celtics, which some people are talking about. Some people have not. Robert Williams was supposed to check in with about, I don't know, seven, eight minutes left. Yeah. I saw then that. Boston mm-hmm. hit a three. I believe it was Horford. Who Horford. Hit a three. Yeah. And then Miami took a timeout and Williams not only never checked into the game, but he went to the locker room and he did not return. So, okay. There's no guarantee he's going to play game seven, which I feel like is a development that some people have kind of noticed, but not as many people as they should. Mm-hmm. You mentioned at a bio and how important he is. And we know that without Williams in the lineup, he went for a 30 piece yeah. earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. Boston's favored on the road in game seven by two and a half. Yeah. I think no matter what the spread is, Robert Williams is undervalued to the spread because of what he can bring defensively. Mm -hmm. How many points do you think Robert Williams is worth either at 70% compared to him not playing? I would say about one and a half at minimum. I'm asking because I'm really not sure if he's going to play. And we saw how awful Grant Williams has looked in this series again Mm -hmm. last night. Yep. Do they use Tice? Like I'm trying to think no, of what moves no. they have. Who, yeah, well, yes, yes, use Tice. Use yeah, Tice. I'm saying Please what moves. Tice. Yeah, so what, so what we can go ahead have? and cash Miami now. Yeah. I'm saying what moves do they have? Assuming that he's not able to play, do you just put Horford at the five and yep. Williams at the four and you pray? 
Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to have to be. I mean, do you, you trust don't, Daniel you don't Tice? Tice? I don't, Tice. but if you're asking what Tice. I think, if you're asking what I think the coaching staff's going to do, I think they're going to try to give him a couple minutes. Um, I mean, of course he's going to get a couple minutes because he's going to need. They're going to need to get. He's not going to start, but I think they're going to give him some minutes with the bench unit. Worst case yeah, scenario, yeah, of course, but, because you're down a man and they don't have a deep bench, so they have nobody, no other big to go to. So of course, Tice is going to get in there for a couple of minutes, but that's no different than when Robert Williams was out before. It, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be Horford and it's going to be Grant Williams, and more than likely in a game seven, they're going to play probably some forty plus minutes. I think my, that was my main, I'd say, development that I had to bring up for game seven. People can talk about Jimmy Butler and people can talk about Lowry and how Jalen Brown came up short in the fourth quarter, along with Tatum, but Brown had a couple of really brutal mistakes late in that game, and Marcus Smart was ridiculously bad. Yeah. But my main development was, is Robert Williams going to play in game seven? Because he's been in and out of the lineup, and the fact that he went from checking into a game mm-hmm. to going to the locker room without returning yeah. does make me believe his status is in serious jeopardy. Yeah, I think that, I mean speculating here that since it, it didn't is look game, good. Yeah, it didn't look good. I think that since it is game seven, he'll be out there. But the question then becomes how effective will Robert Williams be if he's out there? And if he is able to, I don't know, give him 15, 20 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes. Last night, he played 26 minutes. And like you just alluded to, uh, Scott, that he was going to check back in with about what seven, eight minutes left there before Al Horford hit that three. So you would have got into that about that 30 minute uh, range uh, last night in game six. But Terrell, uh, last question to you before we get to game seven. Any other takeaways from last night? No, no, I'm ready to go. All right. Before we get over to game seven, let me tell you guys about win bet. Make sure to get down on wins, $50 win, $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. And also today, I believe, uh, or this weekend, it's going to be the match coming to the Win golf course uh, at the beautiful Win Las Vegas. It's going to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who are minus 200 favorites to take on the young guns of the uh, NFL quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, who are at a plus 165 price. But there's also so much other to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in, in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper two by playing their new over under game it's super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under for example number of points in basketball or hits in baseball then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about over under on sleepers that it's the only app where i can join my buddy's contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So make sure to get on your mobile phones 
to join our listener group by going to sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP and make sure to use promo code also SGP NBA to join that, uh, join our squad. And also again, to get that first deposit match up to $100 terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right, guys, we are on to game seven between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, which is going to go off Sunday evening. Currently, the line I am seeing over on win bet is I still see the Boston Celtics are favored minus two and a half uh, on the spread. Money line minus 140 plus 115 for the Miami Heat and the over under right now is 197 and a half. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you. On game seven, keys to the game. What are you looking out for? And uh, we'll start with the spread before we get to the total. Um, wh- how are you handicapping this game? Bam out of bio. Bam out of bio for me. Bam's got to – I don't care, Bam. I, I don't care if Robert Williams plays. You got to go in there. You got to find a way to be an uh, asset to this team. And you have to prove that you – how you perceive yourself as one of the top big men in the game as you are. And you got to do that in a game seven. This is for all the marbles. This is win or go home. This is it. This is – everything you're at home you have the crowd against you have everything and you have to find ways to get the they they have to scheme the ball inside the bam and then bam has to put the ball in the basket when he comes to him it's no more of this starting a game off slow he's got to be aggressive he's got to be quick and he's got because jim butler can get going at any point he can go get his shot get his bucket going at any point kyle lowry can get anybody going but bam Adebayo has to start this game with high intensity he's got to go out there and and get it and get it early so that's really the big thing for me we'll see if tyler hero plays and if he can bring a spark to that bench unit but it starts and ends with bam Adebayo for me uh, as far as spreader on miami yeah I'm all right miami for sure. scott uh handicap for the game what are you looking out for and who are you going with but once again, a lot of it comes down to if Williams plays or not. So I would keep an eye on what the Celtics do with the front court situation, assuming Williams plays a maximum of 15 minutes, potentially on one leg. So we'll see. But if you want to go for another matchup that I am looking at, I'm very intrigued by the Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart matchup because both of them have been battling injuries the entire series. And Lowry finally got back on track. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Smart throughout his entire career be a very streaky offensive player. Can we say that? Yeah. And he was insanely terrible last time out. And we've seen Smart have a lot of issues when it comes to A, inconsistent shooting, B, thinking he's a much better player than he actually is. And if Smart's going to keep taking these three-point shots in the fourth quarter of these games, Boston's going to lose because I have no faith in Marcus Smart making big shots late in games. So I feel like the main takeaway or the main matchup I'm looking at is if Marcus Smart is going to potentially hijack some possessions late for Boston. Because when we've seen Boston get extremely stagnant in the fourth quarter of games, that usually results in Marcus Smart taking 15-plus shots per game. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good recipe for Boston. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I think it's going to be, like you said, important to wait for the injury report. We are recording here early on Saturday. The game's not till Sunday. So definitely wait for the news of Robert Williams. See if he's going to be playing in this game here or not. Uh, I've been sticking with this team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Terrell, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Miami here on their home floor. 
Um, you know, it, it's, it's again, like you mentioned, winner go home is do or die time balls to the walls time uh, for both of these teams, obviously. And I think that right now the momentum obviously is now with Miami now back on their home floor. We've seen Boston win two games on, on Miami's home court. Can I, can they do it a third time? It's a possibility. Yeah. I just feel like that again, if we get a similar performance from Kyle Lowry, I think that's one key for me. And we talked about Bam. Terrell hit it. Uh, Scott, you hit it as well. So I think that if they're able to get some more offensive production from him, at least 15 points, and he's doing a great job protecting the rim, I think that's going to be the key for me. And then the two guys that I am kind of looking for as well on the Miami side to knock down a combination of at least four to five combined threes is going to be Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. We haven't really touched on Gabe Vincent. He's had a pretty good series and a playoff run here for the Miami heat. So, you know, I, I've talked about, we talked about this when we were in Vegas that we still haven't seen, or I haven't seen a complete team effort from Miami. Now it's going to be the time in game seven, where it's going to be, have to be offensively defensively. And again, rebounding, I think is going to be the key for me here in this, uh, in game seven, getting to the total here, guys, 197 and a half. Traditionally, we've seen historically that, in game sevens, a lot of them do go under. I'm expecting this game to be something like 184, 190. I think the first to maybe 90 or 95 is going to win this game. But Terrell, any you have any thoughts on the total here? And then also, if you want to talk about any player props that you're looking out for in this game. Mm, it may be chalk, but I'm just going to go under. It's 197 and a half is incredibly low. Yeah. Way super low, but... I was on the over because I thought that it was criminally, criminally low, 201 mm-hmm. for game six. Uh, game seven, I don't know. It could be something like that. It could be something really ugly. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and back the under. Okay. And any player props or players you may want to fade or back? Maybe you're looking at. I mean, if Robert Williams is, a, is indeed out, and I mm-hmm. still may even take Bam knowing if Robert Williams is hobbled and he's just playing because it's a game seven but if he is indeed out then i'm all over bam i think that's going to be another 25 piece for bam yeah uh scott the total and then any player props the that you may be looking at for game seven so for me i'm going with the under as well game sevens have a great track record for unders the main reason why i'm taking it the game went over by 13 points in game six Mm-hmm. and the total dropped by three and a half points. Yeah, it was good enough for me. I'm going to go with the under. <laughs> it seems like they're just daring you to take the over. I'm yeah. not going to take that bait. Give me the under in game seven. Yeah, I mean, last night, I think even when you kind of go inside the box score of how this day, game this uh, game did get over, Celtics 28 of 31 from free throw line, and the boss, sorry, the Miami Heat 24 of 25 from the free throw line. So about 52 points. Uh, alone came from the free throw line. And I don't expect the whistles to be blown as much as they were in game six, in game seven, um, especially. And again, I'll I'll keep a track of who's uh, officiating this game as well. Because some refs, they like to call it tight. Some refs will let you play. I think in game seven, I don't see, I don't think we'll see as many whistles, but Scott, uh, do you uh, have any player props or guys that you may be targeting uh, as far as player props for game seven? Yeah, for me, one prop I'm going to be looking at, which has been a staple in the playoffs, is Jimmy Butler and steals. Yeah. Because the way that I see it, whether Boston wins or loses, they can't stop turning the ball over. Right. And it goes back to the fact that Boston has really been stagnant at various points offensively. Miami's done a great job of slowing the pace down when they need to and really turning every 
possession into an absolute war. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Ballson has not fully responded well to the physicality. And if game seven historically is going to dictate less foul calls and you might get away with a little bit more potential hand checking off ball and you can force people off their spots. Mm-hmm. Tatum has been known to make some questionable decisions. Smart. We know that's true too. And Jalen Brown's been a disaster with the ball in his hand when it comes to turnovers. Yeah. So I'm looking at Jimmy Butler steals because we know defensively he's very opportunistic and in a game where first team to 90 might win. Yeah. If you can get any fast break points, that's huge. I can see Butler gambling a lot for steals, and I do think that it's probably priced at one and a half, maybe even two and a half. But when you go for four in game six, and Boston is consistently turning the ball over about 17 times per game, I think Butler's in a good spot. So give me the over and Butler steals. I'm tempted to take the over and Butler points and everything. Okay. But he did grab his knee at the end of that last game. He still, he still, you know, stuck it out. And I am curious if it's going to linger. I'm sure they'll inject him with a bunch of painkillers before the game anyway. Was it knee or ankle? I know he one rolled of the two, it. Yeah, I know he rolled it on Horford's. He foot. might have rolled it, but the knee's been bothering him in general. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's been a bit of a mess there. But if you want a long shot, we saw it in the NBA Finals a couple of times. We'll see what happens. I don't mind Jimmy Butler triple double. I was going to say that, but yeah, uh, he's I don't mind close. He's I don't close. mind it. He's yeah. there. Yeah. What's the price on that triple double? I'm trying to pull it up, but it's not pulling up for me right now. Maybe I can get it by the time we wrap up here and get to our pick segment. Uh, but uh, Scott, anything else for game seven that you may be looking out for before we do get into our picks? For me, I've been on Boston the whole series. Uh, individual games. I've kind of been picking my spots correctly, except for yesterday. As for game seven, I think I might have to lean to Miami because yeah. of all of the growing injury concerns with Boston, mostly with Williams and the fact that I know Tatum's had a bit of a shoulder issue and maybe that was why he wasn't shooting that much in the fourth. Pure speculation, but either way, the fact that this total is in the 190s mm. benefits Miami so heavily because they yeah. need this game to be they need this game to be hideous. Right. And if you're looking for a 1990 style of basketball, that's going to suit Miami quite well. So I actually do think Miami with the supporting cast, which woke up again with Struess and with Hero potentially being back, with the amount of injuries that Boston have, and for some reason they just stopped using Peyton Pritchard, they're using basically seven guys. Mm-hmm. And Williams is one of those key pieces. He might not play. Yeah. And Grant Williams has been basically an absolute zero offensively. Horford's done nothing either. And I don't really trust Jalen Brown. So if you're relying on Tatum, you're trying to get the good version of Marcus Smart, which is a huge question mark. I really have a hard time trusting both teams offensively. So in a defensive grind, I will take the team that will win the turnover battle. I'll take Miami. And you're probably not expecting to get another 22 points. Hit him up in the background. Somebody played Tupac, hit him up in the background because Scott just came for the whole roster. <laughs> he was like, well, yeah. He was like, oh, Peyton Pritchard's not being used. Grant Williams sucks. Al Hoover sucks. Jalen Brown, I don't trust you. Oh, man, that was like a crazy diss track right there. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though, because if you're looking at Marcus Martin, how awful he was, four for 15, one for nine from three, you really only played Pritchard four minutes. Yeah. Did Pritchard what? get played what? off the... 
Did he get played off the court or something? Like well, I thought Pritchard was playing well earlier in the series. What happened? I, I think last night it was a Derek White show, and I think they left Derek White out there and didn't give the you know the the minutes to Peyton Pritchard because Derek White was playing so well. I know Smart's um, one of your guys, but he's yeah. killing he's killing you out there. Yeah, and then again, that's the other thing, right? It's it's that Marcus Smart is going to be out there no matter how good of or bad of a game that he's having. But I just think that Derek White was having such a great game last night that they left Peyton Pritchard out there. Um, and he, again, that result, sorry, they left Derek White out there and Peyton Pritchard only played about four minutes last night. But to answer your question about the triple-double for Jimmy Butler, he's right now currently at 10-1 to 1 is what I see. So maybe if you build it, you might be able to get better odds on that as well. You throw that in with the Miami money one? Because you're yeah. assuming if Butler goes yeah. for triple-double, they're going to win the game. Yeah, 100%. So you're probably looking at 20-something to 1 if you parlay that. Yeah. Uh, Terrell, before we do get to our picks, you have anything else for Game 7? No, I'm good. All right. So before we get to our picks, let me tell you guys about Manscaped. Sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort Manscaped has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxers briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these out. Uh, these new boxers out, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable. It's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. And I think it's time you invest in your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waist, waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is, thank, this is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. This trimmer offers skin-safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Outside of just bald trimming, they're now focusing their efforts on helping your thigh slappers in other ways with their game-changing boxers. Jewel pouch, like I mentioned, they have trademarked it, a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Basically, just manage your, your balls, sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. So all you got to do to get that lawnmower 4.0, also to get those boxers, is go to manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping, but you're only going to get that if you use promo code SGP. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at Manscaped. Once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take over ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. 
Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, guys, let's get over to our picks for this game seven between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Scott, I'll let you lead it off here, my man. Uh, you're locked. You have a dog or, you know, you know how we've been doing it uh, once we've been posting our picks. So I'll give the floor here, buddy. What's your picks? So we already mentioned how the total is extremely low at about 197, 197 and a half. I'm going to go with the first half under about 97. Even in some of the higher scoring games like yesterday, the first half was disgusting. Both mm-hmm. these teams really have a hard time of getting going offensively until some potential referee interference with a bunch of free throws. But the pace has been really just painful to watch in the first 24 minutes of these games. And now you have a game seven multiplier where you might not have as many free throws. Give me the first half under. I would not be surprised if neither of these teams get to 45 in the first half. You might sure. see something really ugly. But give me the first half under about 97. I think that number is just too high. Okay. Uh, for your dog, you have anything? Yeah, I'm going to go with Miami. Okay. I wanted to make a case for Boston. I wonder how much... Because Boston's been good at dealing with adversity in following games over the course of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty rough one to deal with. You're eight and a half point favorites at home. You might make your first finals appearance with this core. Your first finals appearance since Paul Pearson company. And you blow a game like that. I wonder if that lingers, but most importantly, I question the Robert Williams status. I question the supporting cast right now. And Miami, after battling a bunch of injuries, seems to have made it out to the other side to some degree. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they gave a dead team life, which is Miami, scares me when you're giving that dead team at home now plus points. So I'm going to go with Miami money line. I think Boston had their chance. And I think they might have ruined it. I want to ask you this. I, I know we didn't discuss this, and um, I know it's game seven. Do you now think that this coaching, that the coaching matchup obviously gives, I think, an advantage to Eric Spolstra because it's he's had the experience of being in so many NBA Finals appearances and in game sevens. You have a rookie head coach on the other side of Emi Yudoka. Do you think that's irrelevant or there's some, there's some validity to that? I think it matters because of the fact that I've seen Spolstra make adjustments. And when it comes to rotations, we saw Martin, for example, play and Duncan Robinson. Spolstra was trying things. Mm-hmm. He was willing to try to see what worked. And the issue I have with Udoka, 
once again, he's going to keep throwing out Grant Williams and Al Horford and see what happens. But I do feel like he needs to occasionally push the envelope. And I get that he did that last game technically because mm-hmm. Derek White went nuclear and he stayed with the hot hand. But assuming that Marcus Smart once again has an awful shooting performance for the first 25 minutes, do you really think Udoka is not going to play him 40? Because he's clearly going to play him 40 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, he that, should not. Right. Uh, t- uh, t- <coughs> sorry, Terrell, Log, and Dog uh, for game seven. No, because you're not going to jinx me and mess up the mojo. You're going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Terrell always gets mad at me when I go, when I, when I try to go after him. All right. So when we, when we, when I started going first, we went like over. It was, it, it was bad. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, for me, again, I agree with Scott. That's going to be an ugly game. Um, I was going to take the first half under myself, but I'm just going to go full game under 197 and a half. Um, I think first one to 95 is probably going to win this game. I'm seeing like a 95, 90 victory uh, for the Miami heat, which leads me into my dog. I'm going to take an alt spread on the Miami heat. Give me the Miami heat minus two and a half plus 125 to get to the NBA finals to take on the golden state warriors. So for my lock, under 197 and a half. And then for my dog, I'm going to take an alt line on the Miami Heat, minus two and a half at plus 125. Throw out the floor, Jordan, my man. All right. I'm not going to uh, make this any difficult. I'm going to green up on the Miami Heat. Lock, Heat, plus two and a half. Dog, Heat, money line. Very easy for me. I've been here. I've been a proponent of this for the entire time throughout the playoffs. I didn't think that the Miami Heat were going to falter at all. And I was certain that they were going to make the NBA finals. This is ultimately, I believe this is where the Miami Heat are just going to go nuclear. They're going to go nuclear. They're going to, Bam's going to have a great game. It's going to feel like everything can go in for them. And they're going to lock in defensively on the Boston Celtics. This could honestly be a blowout game for the Miami Heat because we've seen these throughout this series so much. And I just don't want to bank on Boston doing it again, doing it again on the road and stealing three games in a row on the road against the Miami Heat. So I'll do that. And for a fun uh, play as well, I'll give out Heat minus nine and a half at plus 370. Wow. All right. Okay. Father, I had a question. You said plus 125 on the Heat alternative. Yeah. What's the Heat money line on that site? Um... Hmm. Is it also 125? Are we yeah, looking okay. at the same thing? Yeah. I, think I was going to say, I think, you're, I think you were about to get robbed. So you might yeah. want to just right, let me, hold on. Let me go over to, hold on. I need to, because I saw, I assumed we were watching, we were on the same site and yeah. I noticed that as well. Yeah. And I'm, I was afraid you might've been getting, you know, a little bit schemed there. Yeah. Thanks for looking out for that. I, I'm trying to look at it over on win bet, but they don't have a favorite or a price for Miami here right now on the minus two and a half. So, um, I am going to go with minus two and a half. I just don't have a price on that right now. Obviously, it is going to be at plus odds. So, again, make sure to get a uh, good time to remind you guys to get over to our Twitter account at SGPNNBA, uh, where we will have our picks put out. But the picks that we just gave right now are going to be the picks uh, for game seven. So, uh, yeah, good looking out there, Scott. I, I, I'm trying to see if uh, there's another it? book that I could guess okay. what it would open up for win bet. Uh, let me just see really quickly. Sorry, um, Miami minus two and a half. You said, yeah. I see you plus one thirty four. Okay, 
Then it just makes sense for just for to now. Take the Miami Heat money line. Yeah, that's so what I was saying. Nine cents for two and a half points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That's going to be the show for this uh, edition of Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Scott, you have anything else you want to go up, throw out there for Game Seven overall? Anything else you want to get off your chest and let the people know where they can find you? For the most part, it's been an extremely interesting series. It's been a bit of a throwback and also extremely unpredictable. I'm looking forward to uh, whatever the hell is going to happen in Game 7. I don't know what's going to happen, but either way, I'm just happy to be covering the NBA, and I'm happy that we have had another Game 7. Hopefully, this one is going to be close. Yep, 100%. Terrell, anything else, my man? No, no, let's go. All right. So that's going to do it for the NBA Gambling Podcast on this edition of a special show that we wanted to do for Game 7. Uh, but we will be back on Monday to recap Game 7, and then we will start doing our NBA Finals previews next week as well. So uh, definitely look out for that. Uh, a lot of stuff going on this weekend as far as sports. Uh, we still have a golf tournament going on, obviously Game 7. Um uh, hockey are we done with hockey scott or we still have we have rangers and hurricanes tonight right yeah we have rangers hurricanes tonight and then you end up having the other uh rounds because of course the avalanche won five seconds left they had a nice game winner there yeah and edmonton's waiting to play uh colorado and tampa's been taking a nap for about two weeks <laughs> so. all right yeah so uh definitely look out for that and obviously baseball all weekend long so good time to remind you guys just download the sgpn app uh just go to your google play store or app store just put an sgpn you'll see the uh, app right there do us a favor and download it also leave us a rating and review for the nba gambling podcast is much appreciated make sure to head over to the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com a lot of great content on there uh, as far as USFL, anything that's going on and there's odds on it, SGPN is covering it. Uh, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.